The teachings of General Conference are the considerations the Lord would have before us now and in the months ahead. Our marching orders for each six months are found in the General Conference addresses. For the next six months, your conference edition of the Ensign should stand next to your standard works and be referred to frequently. I encourage you to read the talks once again and to ponder the messages contained therein. I exhort you to study the messages of this conference frequently, even repeatedly, during the next six months. You're listening to the Conference Talk Podcast, where it's conference weekend every weekend. Each weekend, we discuss talks from the most recent general conference of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. That's right. We'll share some insights, make some connections, and have a bit of fun as we study the words of the awesome men and women that God has called to direct His Church in these, the latter days. I'm Shelby Stanfield. And I'm Kevin Stanfield. This episode, we're talking about Elder Ronald A. Rasband's address entitled, This Day. So, this day. (laughs) (laughs) I I have a lot of little anecdotal thoughts that I hope our listeners and you will will humor me by or entertain uh, entertain me by allowing me to to share you know something lately that I've been doing is trying to not say in my prayers personal or uh, family prayers that I'm grateful for this day interesting Tell, tell me more about that. So it seems like when I go to pray, I'll go, dear Heavenly Father, so grateful for this day. And then I'll use that as kind of a launching or like a launch pad into what else I'm grateful for, some things that are on my mind, thing, you know, blessings that I'm asking for. And I thought to myself, well, it seems like that's just becoming a vain repetition. Like what, what, what am I meaning by this day? And there are more eloquent ways to express that I'm grateful for the day that I've been given the opportunities. Like, let's start with the opportunity that I have to, you know, be employed or let's, let's talk about the, you know, the weather, like I'm grateful for this weather. You know, some people are really good about that. Um, and just creating a more earnest prayer by not having that standard starting uh, thing. I don't know what it, what it would be called. Phrase. Phrase, yeah. Yeah. It does become kind of, um, what's the word, rote, mm-hmm. right? So I appreciate that, especially because the talk is titled This Day, mm-hmm. right? So. For those of you that don't know, Kevin and I were married, and <laughs> we also do a podcast on the Book of Mormon. It's called the Book of Mormon Podcast, and we we talk about the Book of Mormon every single week. And so when we had this talk, or when we heard this talk immediately, we were sitting there in the Saturday session um, at the Stake Center. We weren't in the building at the conference center, but we were at our Stake Center and I looked over at Kevin, or Kevin may, might have looked over at me, and he said, we got to do this one. Uh, and so that's why we're here. That's why we're your host today, because we had to talk about the Book of Mormon and Elder Rasband's talk. That's why, even though Shelby is 
sick this week. We still are doing this podcast because we really like talking about the Book of Mormon. <laughs> we really do, y'all. <laughs> I have a double pink eye infection from who knows where I got it. And my throat is starting to sound all weird. And Kevin's like, are you going to be okay? I'm like, I don't have a choice. <laughs> we got to <laughs> talk about the Book of Mormon. So, but really my initial thoughts about this talk were just how applicable he was making the Book of Mormon to our day and then how we can then in turn share that with other people. Very much a missionary talk in my opinion. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like occasionally, uh, not occasionally, for, for years, you would be listening to General Conference and you would come across the missionary talk, right? The talk that seemed to be designed for the investigator who was, you know, in attendance, yeah. maybe for the, for the investigators who um, the missionaries had invited or something like that. And then you have the other talks that are, you know, either more general to the whole membership than some that are directed toward the youth and some to the priesthood men and, and so on and so forth. In recent years, they've become more, I, I would say, general, where, yes, they sometimes do uh, address certain groups of people, but general conference is becoming much more general and it's not so much, it's not so easy to identify for me the missionary talk or the, you know, the youth talk or whatever. Well, I think it's because they all intermingle with each other. Well, yeah. They all have different um, parts of the talks that, that connect so well with the other speaker and this and that. And mm. really, uh, you said, I think general conference is getting too general. I actually think. No, no, no. I didn't oh. say too general. It's oh. becoming more general. And that's a good thing. It's, mm. it's uh, comprehensive. Mm. You're, you're, you know, you almost to the point where kind of like in a course, like, like a, a class where you're learning something uh, on day one <laughs> or in the first session. And then you continue to build upon that in each uh, additional or uh, each sequential section or class or session like this. Mm. I felt like, and, and it's changed since President Nelson became the prophet. I, I really do feel that way. And uh, just a, a brief disclosure, I joined the church when I was 18. The first prophet I had, my prophet, <laughs> was President Monson. I feel like in President Monson's time of being the, the prophet, and president of the church. The general conferences were like that. They were they were structured in a way, and they were standalone. Like your morning session, your afternoon session, and then your evening session. Of course, evening session used to be just priesthood session. But then, but now that that President Nelson uh, has become the prophet, we've seen. I've noticed. Maybe this is just me. Maybe I'm I'm totally off the mark. I see General Conference as an ascending uh, set of instructive, you know, addresses where you you want to be there for Saturday morning and then it builds up and into Saturday afternoon and Saturday evening is now a general session. It's neither for uh, the priesthood men or the Re Relief Society women. And then you come back strong into Sunday 
And it all builds on each other and, and other speakers are referencing and citing uh, previous speakers. And it's just like, it's just like you said, so interwoven. Yeah, I would agree with that. I would also say that it's, I guess in that sense, it's more general. I was thinking it's actually been a lot more uh, specific for me, very specific instruction, very clear nowadays. And maybe that's just my personal take and conversion because maybe I'm asking or looking for certain things. So maybe it just comes with spiritual maturity, I guess. But also I just feel like, like you said, there's been a change in general conference. Now this is not, I mean, this is conference talk, but we've spent a lot of time talking about general conference. So why don't we go ahead and dive into the talk kind of a little bit of an elder Razvan shared in his talk about this day about the book of Mormon. So I, the very first thing that struck me that I underlined when I was going over this talk was every time that he said he's read the Book of Mormon, he says, I was filled with a profound love for the Lord. I felt a deeply rooted witness of the truth of his teachings and how they apply to this day. And that is something that I can testify to. Anytime I read the Book of Mormon, I see I see the love that God has for his children, for me, and for well, for everyone. That's his children, right? And every time I read it, I feel that. There's just no denying it. No matter if I'm in Alma reading about war war and rumors of wars and stratagem, I see the hand of the Lord in it all. That's something that we try to do in our podcast is where is Christ found in this chapter? Where do we see his hand? And it's everywhere. Hmm. So with that being said, on the Book of Mormon podcast, <laughs> I feel like this <laughs> – this is just a big plug for our podcast, but you know, we've been going strong for three years now, three and a half, three and a half years. Yeah. Excuse me. And the reason I bring that up, um, I do not boast of myself. I boast of my God. And as time has gone past and as I've become a different person and I, as I went from a, a newlywed, you know, a newly married man to a guy who'd been married for a while to then finding out that he had a kid on the way to becoming a father, changing jobs, you know, and then going so slowly through the Book of Mormon um, because we, three and a half years, we're now in Helaman chapter two as of this week, right? And it's interesting to me that in each season of my life, I can look at what I'm reading in the Book of Mormon and find relevance almost as if it were specifically, uh, you know, it was specifically chosen at that time uh, to, to teach me something. And I know that that's the spirit, right? The spirit is teaching me in those moments. Um, so first and foremost, the Book of Mormon is the Spirit's number one tool for uh, you know helping enrich the lives and the the conversion and testimony of God's children. I'm going to jump to the end here of his talk, where he he talks about inviting others to 
read the Book of Mormon, but I feel like it fits so perfectly with what you just said. He says, I invite you this day to give a Book of Mormon to your friends and family, your associates at work, your soccer coach, or the produce man at your market. They need the words of the Lord found in this book. They need answers to the questions of everyday life and of eternal life to come. They need to know of the covenant path laid out before them and the Lord's abiding love for them. It's all here in the Book of Mormon. And this reminds me of what you just said, because you needed that in the seasons of your life, right? And the Spirit can testify with you reading the Book of Mormon in that season of your life. So everybody needs that. And if I may, I'll substitute that that word I chose season for this day. This day, we need the Book of Mormon in a different way than we needed it three and a half years ago. I, I know I did, right? Yeah. The Book of Mormon does, excuse me, this talk, Elder Rasband, by the way, little anecdote about me and Elder Rasband, not that. They're best friends. <laughs> no, 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 I'm just kidding. Always <laughs> oh, my uncle. No. Um, my. First ever state conference, um, uh, Saturday evening uh, session of state conference in the Plano, Texas state. My elders quorum president, I had just been baptized. Um, and my elders quorum president, Tim Boone, invited me to go to the Saturday evening session. And I just thought, you know, it's just another meeting, whatever. And uh, Elder Rasband was visiting. But back then he was Elder Rasband of the 70. He right. wasn't an apostle then. And I looked up there and I, I listened to him. And I, I don't know. I don't remember anything that he said. I don't have the notes from it. Um, but I wanted to go shake his hand. I really wanted to go and meet him. And, I, and he was a 70, right? But something in me, I really wanted to go shake that guy's hand and, and see him up close and meet him. But uh, Tim, you're probably not listening to this, but and it's okay. I forgive you. But you you were kind of <laughs> rushing us out after the session. <laughs> and, Dang it, Tim. <laughs> and Tim was ready to go, right? Because it's, it's late Saturday night, you know. They were going to do ice cream, but he wasn't really interested in doing the ice cream. So uh, we just left. And years later, or a year later, not even a year, he was called to the apostleship. And the reason I bring that up, and, and, and I'll try to transition into what I was going to say before I, I went on that little rant. Tire, a little rant or anecdote. The reason I bring that up is that Elder Rasband shares something through this talk, which is that the there, there is a prophet on the earth today. He talks about President Nelson, right? He talks about his, uh, his mission and how he uses the Book of Mormon to invite others to come unto Christ. The Book of Mormon itself is a is evidence that God deals with uh, mankind through prophets, right? 
And in that, it's instructive. And as you read the Book of Mormon for your specific day, your specific life, uh, circumstances, that is, you're receiving heavenly help in the moment. And I'll share what he said about this. I just shared it on our Instagram the other day. He said, the truths of the Book of Mormon, President Nelson has said, have the power to heal, comfort, restore, succor, strengthen, console, and cheer our souls. I have watched as these copies of the Book of Mormon have been clutched in the hands of those who have received them from our prophet of God. There could be no greater gift. And so I I posted this this week on our Instagram because I've, I have felt this promise in my life personally. And Kevin, you know, we were talking about this earlier, actually it was yesterday or the day before there was a season of your work life that you were very overwhelmed, very frustrated, all the emotions, just name it. He felt it at the same time. Not only were we doing our podcast, but we were, he was also serving in the temple and you know, he, he made it through, you made it through that tough season. It was, it was a tough one y'all. However, there's someone recently who he actually helped train, um, and they are no longer at the job anymore. And we were kind of talking about this because we kind of had a moment to reflect back on Kevin's training when we really attributed it to him being able to have this uh, additional knowledge and perspective that's given to him because he has the knowledge of the truth of the Book of Mormon and the temple, right? Like these things. And not that this person didn't have a higher perspective, but I just thought to myself, how much more successful could that person have been had they known or had a higher perspective given to them? Because it is our human nature to fall back into a limited perspective and very focused in the moment of what is going on. But the Book of Mormon can literally lift you out of that. Like it is stories of lifting people out of that. And it gives you that strength to keep going. And, you know, I don't really know all the ins and outs of how it works. Okay. I don't know what to tell you and teach you on that. But what I do know is it does work. And it doesn't really matter to me the specifics of how it works. It's just that it works and I feel it in my life. And I know Kevin's felt it in his life. And anybody that I've ever invited to read the Book of Mormon who's read it sincerely and with real intent has come to know the same thing, the same feelings in their life. And so it's just really interesting what it can do for you in moments of struggle like Kevin was having. I mean, I've had him too, but that was just one that we had been talking about not even a day ago. We talk about seeing the hand of the Lord in our lives, right? When something goes just the right way. And then I, I think about there's something, uh, and that something is the spirit, by the way, there's something working in the background behind the scenes, if you will, of our lives. And, you know, they're, they're directing us They're um, think about it as like a, a play, right. And we, we don't necessarily know where the stage ends. We don't know where the curtains start, but someone is cueing these other cast members to come in off stage on stage. There's new uh, things introduced to us. 
the spirit working unitedly with our Father in heaven and Jesus Christ who love us and want to want us to be exactly like them even even better than we can ever imagine they have to give us cues right um and so much of that i've found as i've studied not not necessarily as i've not from the book of mormon like the words but as i make the time to study the book of mormon I find that I'm receiving more of those cues, right? More of those, um, uh, more of that help to help you this day, right? Right, and and it, and it is such a present thing. Like I can't emphasize it enough. It's for this specific time in my life. You, your your example of me working in the temple that coincided with me starting my new job, y'all. This job was nuts. It was a completely different industry I knew nothing about. And it was in one of the most hectic periods in this industry, uh, you know, due to, you know, the economy. And so all the odds were against me. It was the grace of God. And it was a decent company that was willing to take a a chance on a guy. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And. There, I said that. <laughs> well, and I feel like we're kind of moving backwards through this talk because mm. I jumped all the way back at the – I started from the bottom of the talk, the end of it. <laughs> but this reminds me, everything we're talking about, it reminds me of this story that President Nelson, we've heard it over and over before about him giving mm. the king um, this knowledge, this extra knowledge of Christ coming to the Americas. And he said, you could have given me rubies. But nothing is more precious than this knowledge of the Savior or additional knowledge of the Savior. And, I, and I'm and i thinking about that in the sense of the experiences I've had. You could have done anything for me. And I'm like, maybe let's keep going on Kevin's example of work. You could have given him all the extra help he ever needed. But nothing was more precious than the time he had in the temple and the time he took to continually study the scriptures, Right. And so it's the same thing in our lives. When we find these little gems, I like to call them, in the scriptures that just stand out to you in that that day, this day, those are the precious things that the Lord is giving you to push forward, to move forward, to find strength to whatever it is you're dealing with. Maybe you're in a happy season of your life and you're not having a lot of trials right now. There is still things that the Lord is trying to teach you through reading the Book of Mormon every single day. And as you do that, you will just want to share it more and more and more with other people because of the joy that it brings to you. You just, you won't be able to shut up about it. I mean, <laughs> that's just the matter of fact. Like you just can't, you can't help but say, oh yeah, in the Book of Mormon, this is, this is the additional knowledge we have about where, where your um, grandma just went when she passed away. And that can be a game changer for someone who's grieving right? The loss of their, their family member. They don't know where they just went, but you do because of the restored gospel of Jesus Christ and the book of Mormon. And so what a need we have to share it. And I'll say this, we, we have, um, we're in the Arlington stake here in Arlington, Texas, and, uh, we're part of the Fort Worth, Texas mission. 
And President and Sister John are the mission president here. And they invited our stake with the keys of, you know, our stake president as well to read the Book of Mormon in 92 days. And this was extended back in September, I believe. And so we'd finished by Christmas. I say all this to say that the promise was given that we would be master inviters because the invitation was to read the Book of Mormon, but to read the Book of Mormon and underline every single invitation that you see in the Book of Mormon. And let me tell you, I took on, I have taken that on. I'm on it right now. And um, Kevin told me the other day, he's seen me be an inviter and I didn't even realize it. He pointed it out. He's like, you invited me to do this and you invited me to do that. And I didn't even realize I was inviting. Um, but you really do become a master inviter. And I have had, um, I'm not shy anymore about sharing. <laughs> not that I was shy before. I think I'm more forward about sharing. I'm not afraid as much to share about what they might think about the scripture I'm going to quote, right? Um, and that in it, that in and of itself is an invitation, is sharing, because then you share whatever it is you're wanting to share from the Book of Mormon, and then that usually leads to a question. Well, what is that? What's that book? Oh, it's the Book of Mormon. Let me tell you, right? And so you just go into it from there. So I want to challenge anyone listening to this. Go ahead and read this talk by Elder Rasman if you haven't. Read it again. And then go ahead and take up your own study of the Book of Mormon and become a master inviter because that's what he invites us to do is to flood the earth <laughs> with the Book of Mormon and invite others to read it. Well, I don't have much more to say um, other than I feel, I felt, I feel very impressed to speak directly to our listeners. And, and I, of course, this includes us. I'm, I'm, I'm practicing what I preach. I want you to think about what Shelby said and what, what president Nelson, uh, his story about that African King says about, you could have given me rubies and it would not have been as precious as this additional knowledge of Jesus Christ. You know, the Book of Mormon and the truths that the book has witnessed to you, you know, by the, by the power of God, they're not tangible, right? You can't hold the truths you can help you can hold the book but you can't necessarily hold this witness that you've had unless you continue to work on it reading the scriptures praying and and diligently studying it but my concern is for those who one day will you know uh, forget right Shelby and I, we've kind of been coming across some people um, who, you know, whether they left the church or, or whatever, and we're trying to figure out how did they get there? And Shelby, what did you say? They, they stopped? They stopped living inside their covenants a long time before they decided to leave. And part of our commandments or covenant that we promise is to follow our, our savior, Jesus Christ. And one of the ways that we can do that is by reading the scriptures and reading the book of Mormon. 
and and the reason that I wanted to bring that up and the reason I wanted to kind of close on that for me is that this idea of this day, this present moment means that you cannot rest on your laurels of days past. You can't say, man, I read the Book of Mormon, you know, seven times during my mission. You know, I, I, when I got home from, from my mission, I went to school and I kept up with my scripture study for, you know, all throughout my schooling, like I was a missionary. And, or when we got married, we would read the scriptures all the time. Or when the kids were young, we would, we had our family home evening every night or every Monday, you know, these things that you did, that's not this day. That was that day. So you need to do things for this day. And hey, spoiler alert, um, it's the Book of Mormon. It's a living witness. It's an enduring witness of Christ. And if I can just add to what Kevin said, everything that you did do prior does does work for your good and your benefit. Um, But it is continual nourishment, right? It is by small and simple things that great things are brought to pass. So reading the Book of Mormon, one chapter each day, for the rest of your life, that is going to amount to a spiritual, spiritual witness for you and a spiritual testimony to share with everyone around you. And it's done one chapter at a day. So for those that um, maybe have fallen off, this is your invitation from Elder Rasband. Start reading and then start sharing. Because I promise you this, I know this to be true. As you start reading, you will start inviting and it will take faith, but you got to do it. So we got to read it. We got to read the Book of Mormon um, because it really is those spiritual truths that are most precious to us as members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. So, well, with all that being said, thanks for listening to another episode of the Conference Talk Podcast where we discussed Elder Rasbam's talk this day. If you enjoyed this episode, give us a five-star rating. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, and everywhere you get podcasts. You can find links to all our podcast platforms on our website, conferencetalk.org. Conferencetalk.org is also where you can follow us on social media, drop us a comment, check out our show notes, and find the resources we mentioned in the episodes, and learn more about us, your hosts. If you want to follow us... Kevin and Shelby Stan film. You can find us um, on Instagram right now at Book of Mormon Podcast. And you can also look up the Book of Mormon Podcast on Spotify. Yes, we hope you go and listen. But while we always appreciate new followers, it is better to follow the prophet and the apostles themselves. Yep. Although we love speaking about the church and our leaders, We do not speak for them. Everything said on this podcast represents our own personal opinions. So join us next week for some more personal opinions, wink, wink, (laughs) on the Conference Talk podcast. Mm -hmm.